Welcome to Word on the Street, a weekly podcast from Barclays UK, where our experts help ordinary investors make sense of the latest news and events impacting the world's financial markets. This week, Sarah Grasty, Head of Investments, and Will Hobbs, Chief Investment Officer, discuss another turbulent week in the world of investments amidst further aggressive action from the world's central banks to cool inflation. Is it time to buy stocks yet? If you are new to investing, want to learn more about investing, or want tips on how to manage your long-term financial plans, check out our sister podcast channel, Money Plan, available on Apple, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Welcome to another edition of Word on the Street. This time, it's just Will and I trying to make sense of another wild week for investors. Well, I guess the big event of the week so far was yet another massive interest rate rise from the world's most important central bank. Yes, Sarah. Hello and hello, everybody. Um, We remain in pretty unfamiliar territory. I think that's the way to put it. Uh, Interest rates have risen with, I think what all of us would agree, but, you know, breathtaking pace across the, the developed world, particularly in the US so far this year. Uh, and that carried on this week. I said that, that with the U.S. Uh, rate setting, interest rate setting body, um, hoiking uh, interest rates up another 75 uh, basis points. Um, that had, for what it's worth, the, the sort of the move itself had been pretty well telegraphed by those central bankers. Um, but it's still... Um, it's still amazing to think where we've got to um, in such a in terms of short end interest rates in the US and, and around the developed world in the last few months. And given the importance of the US interest rate uh, to the world or interest rates uh, to the world economy and the investments that speak of her, uh, speak of her outlook, it, it's not surprising that we've had a wild ride from capital markets this year. This is really, uh, you know, if you think of what we're at, where we're at in terms of interest rates, this has really shaken up uh, a, a consensus that was just not quite there in terms of what we uh, what, what has actually turned out to happen this year. Watching the market reaction was pretty instructive. So US stock markets were up pretty sharply during Chair Powell's press conference. What do you and the team take from that? Yeah, you're right, Sarah. I mean, I think it tells us a lot about the, you know, what market participants are looking for at the moment in order to feel comfortable buying into a sustained bounce back in stocks. Um, for those looking, uh, you know, very carefully for it, and I really do think they're sort of picking through the words a little bit. There were some hints that a slower pace of rate hikes may lie ahead relative to what was previously expected. And that opened the door sufficiently uh, a little crack for some of those uh, sort of bargain hunters. So they see themselves uh, trying to cool the bottom in stocks. And, you know, that, 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 that seems to be that would be the way that I characterize that anyway. Others will have different interpretations. Yeah, I saw that. And on, on that point, I saw JP, our head of asset allocation, talking on TV this week about how well positioned we are um, for more downside for stocks, amongst other things. Does that still hold true? Yes, that was great. Uh, great footage of uh, JP, wasn't it? Yeah, it was sort of. We always tease him afterwards, but he's got such immaculate hair, I always think, uh, relative to uh, particularly relative to mine anyway. But yeah, uh, the video is on LinkedIn, actually, for those uh, for those interested, as usual. Uh, personally, I think there's a couple of points to make here. So one, the underweight to develop stocks. And remember, this is part of the tactical book, which is a you know tiny proportion of your overall investments. This is where we're trying to add uh, performance cherries by sort of, you know, trading the near term uh, macroeconomic and uh, investment backdrop. Um 
the underweight to develop stocks you just referred to there should be seen as part of a package of tactical positions. Those positions necessarily do not all point in the same direction. That's important in a way. Uh, we're not reliant uh, on the world economy going to hell in a handbasket um, for our TAA uh, to uh, to continue to, to 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 add value as such this year. And it's been a great. I mean, the guys have done a great job over the last several years, as you know. The second point is that we still feel that there is you know, there are significant further risks for the market to, 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 to incorporate, I guess would be the way to put it. It, it may be that inflation quietened down um, a lot quicker than we're currently expecting. Uh, we and the central banks and therefore central banks are given the space to kind of chill out a little bit and stop uh, raising interest rates to the degree we've seen. However, we see at the moment more paths ahead where they don't get to chill and therefore neither do we uh, for some time yet. And that's really why that package of possessions uh, probably tilts a little bit more towards the kind of the, the negative side rather than the positive side. The balance of probabilities just seem to stack up that way at the moment for us. Uh, and that hasn't changed on the back of last night. Okay, that's interesting, Will. And you mentioned central banks, and obviously it's not just the US. We've got the Bank of England this week expected, well, expected to raise interest rates next week. Is there, do you have any thoughts on that? Yes, this is a bit more of it in, in the balance. I think the market is expecting 50 basis points from the Bank of England. That's been embedded in expectations, broadly speaking, since June, um, June guidance from the, uh, the Bank of England. There are expected to be a few dissenting voices on the Monetary Policy Committee, you know, the, the, the rate setting body for the UK. The big unknown for the Bank of England in the kind of months ahead is whether a change in fiscal policy is about to come from uh, uh, from number 10, number 11 from the, from the government as we see this leadership debate um, uh, or, or the sort of leadership elections sort of come to a come to a head. You know, the question will be, do we see a sort of, you know, the, the fiscal splurge that one of the candidates is talking about? And because as we know, depending on the nature of that that extra spending um, that may well invite an extra reaction from the central bank so they will need to you know think about that from from an inflation target perspective so yes i mean the bank of england is very interesting next week again maybe only for geeks like me but it it, it is it is yeah i mean these this is when the central bankers earn their on their pay you know this is the real moment for them and this is this is the you know this is fiendishly complex for them uh, you know they are earning their money let's say yeah, thank you. And so final point, maybe, we've had some of the giants of the corporate world reporting earnings over the last week, including us. Anything you and the team have learned from those results? Yes. I mean, I think from the US perspective, I mean, as you know, like the from the US perspective, and this is really what, you know, what, what, what matters, you know, we think about it from an index level always. We don't sort of, um, we're not focused so much on the single stocks, although obviously we do pay attention to some of those, so the bigger names that sort of, you know, that take up quite a lot of the, the, the big indices. There are in the U.S. some signs that those directly kind of facing the U.S. consumer are seeing a deteriorating outlook. So you've seen that in some of the kind of outlook statements from uh, uh, from uh, companies in the U.S. If you look at the sort of, you know, the S&P 500, you know, the U.S. stock market and look at look at earnings estimates for this year, actually, They've gone up a little bit. Um, I was just looking uh, so far this year. So, and that's primarily. I mean, I think that's mainly mainly down to the sort of contribution of energy. But the point here is that there's probably still a bit to go for earnings expectations to be cut in the months ahead. So far, what you've seen in markets, which is kind of generally what happens, is something called your earnings multiple. So the amount of pounds, dollars, euros I will pay for every pound, dollar, or euro um, of um, of a particular company's earnings or a particular indices earnings. 
that has compressed. Um, and that is really an anticipation. Investors are saying earnings are going to be cut. So I'm willing, in a sense, to pay less because I know that I'm actually going to be accessing a lower multiple in the future. Or do you see what I'm saying? So we've still got a bit of work to do from earnings estimates, our, our suspicion is, unless that kind of, you know, the most benign outcome comes to pass uh, for the world economy, uh, for the US and world economy. That still doesn't seem that likely for us. We still think it's, you know, it's a tough summer ahead and that needs to be factored more um, into earnings expectations. So we remain you know, pretty cautiously, um, pretty cautiously tactically positioned. Remember the strategic portfolio, that's where you've got, you know, the overwhelming sort of majority of your assets that's still positioned for that kind of long-term uh, future growth. You know, that idea that we're in this interregnum in productivity terms between the ICT revolution and the coming, you know, AI revolution. And we want to be positioned for that. So that's why we've got that sort of diversified access of stocks, credit, commodities and all that kind of thing. But in the short term, that tactical book remains a little bit more cautiously positioned. Okay. Well, thank you, Will. Thanks for sharing your views this week. And thank you for all the listeners for joining. Let's look forward to speaking to you soon. Um, Thanks for another word on the street. All investments can fall as well as rise in value and their past performance is not a reliable indicator of future performance. This podcast is not a personal investment recommendation.